Hi there, it's Kathleen here, and welcome to The Gathering, bringing God into everyday life. Let me encourage you to not just listen, but partner with God and practice what He speaks to you. You can access more information about me, my newspaper articles, upcoming events, contact me, or purchase my book, Thriving Through Seasons of Grief, on my website at www.kathleenmaxwellramby.com. This podcast is now in 28 countries, and people have donated so that you can listen free. Will you consider paying it forward for someone else by giving a one-time or monthly gift? Simply click the button that says Become a Patron or Patronage at the top of the podcast. And don't forget to click the like or follow, and you'll be the first to know when new episodes are released. Enjoy the podcast. Well, thank you for joining me. If this is your first time to be joining us for the Kathleen Maxwell Ramby podcast. Um, I come to you as a wife, a mother, a grandmother, uh, someone who's worked in social work for a couple of decades, a minister, and um, most importantly, somebody that just loves encouraging people to take the next step in their life forward. And so today we're going to talk about why me? Have you ever asked that question? Why me? Why is this happening to me? Or why did this happen to my friend? Or why did the tragedy happen in Uvalde or Tennessee? Um, you know, why hasn't God answered my prayer? I know that I have been so guilty of that. And for a number of years, really half of my life, I was fixated on the why question. And, um, You know, this week I've had just a number of people that have asked me that question when they've come to me for distress. Uh, I work for a nonprofit right now and I'm helping um, people in Uvalde, Texas. And um, I love being able to pray with people and just help them process what it is that they're going through from a faith-based perspective. And so, you know, when people ask this question, which is a common question, they're trying to make sense of their life circumstances. And again, I have done that for a, you know, large majority of my life. You know, when cancer strikes or a loved one is in a car accident or there's financial loss and it hits, Um, Maybe your marriage falls apart, your child or your spouse commits suicide. Um, You know, these are all tragic things. These are big things in life. And many times people blame God instead of the real enemy, which is Satan. And it tells us in John 10, 10, you know, Jesus said to us, he was warning us because he knew this would be something we would struggle with in our life. And um, he said in John 10, 10, the thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy. I have come that you may have life and have it to the full. So God's heart is for us to have life and life to the full. And sometimes that means in spite of our circumstances or whatever it is that we're dealing with. Because we live in a fallen world, Uh, life here on earth is full of sin, um, disease, disaster, and loss. And you may say, well, Kathleen, that doesn't encourage me very much. But you know what? That is just a fact about life here on earth. And unfortunately, we still have to contend with these things as long as we live here on earth. Now, 
in heaven, there's going to be no more sorrow, mourning, no tears, no sickness. And the beauty is when you have accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, you get to the opportunity to spend eternity in heaven. And I'm so grateful um, that as a 10-year-old girl, my parents took me to church. I found out about Jesus. I remember the Sunday school teacher saying, do you want to accept Jesus? And I looked at her and I said, you know what, I'm going to have to think about it. And even as a 10-year-old girl, I, you know, I was trying to figure out life. I was trying, I didn't want to make a rash decision. And I went home and thought about it and talked to my parents about it. And I went back the next Sunday and I told my Sunday school teacher, yes, I do want to accept Jesus and best decision I ever made in my life. So if you haven't made that decision, we're going to pray about that at the end of this podcast. But back to the why question, you know, the good news is in spite of all these things, sin, disease, disaster, loss, you know, the things we contend with here on earth, God walks with us in every situation here on earth. The problem is, and I know it was in my life, I just didn't see him walking with me. I looked at my situation and automatically judged that he wasn't there or he didn't care or you know, he wasn't with me or had forgotten about me. But it tells us in Isaiah 41 verse 13, For I am the Lord your God, who takes hold of your right hand and says to you, Do not fear, I will help you. And I'm so grateful that I found that scripture. And it was during some really, really hard times in my own life. And when I was wrestling with the why question, Um, you know, my big battle with that, I think was when my mom, who was 64, got struck with a rare autoimmune disease and in a matter of months, like a couple of months, my mom, as I knew her, was gone. The disease she had affected her brain, affected her body, affected her emotions, affected everything about her. And all of a sudden, mama, as I knew her, was not there anymore and I I struggled with that because my mother loved Jesus my mother was a prayer warrior Um, she cared about people she was friendly and I was like why is this happening to her why isn't happening to some of the bad people out there and I really really struggled so it was in that time that I found the fi- the scripture in Isaiah 41, 13, that the Lord is with me, that even though I couldn't change my circumstances, I could take God's hand and depend on him and lean on him and not be full of fear because he was at my right hand. So I give you Isaiah 41, verse 13, look it up, check it out, and um God is right there in the midst of your crisis. You know, many people think when tragedy strikes, you know, flooding in California, um, earthquakes um, across the world, uh, disaster, disease, many people think God is mad at them or has forgotten them. And it's simply, I don't think it's simply, it's simply not the truth. We're just going to contend with things here on earth because we have an enemy and his name is Satan. Scripture tells us that God's character 
is one of compassion and love and grace and faithfulness. And, you know, many times, you know, people think, well, God's angry with me or mad at me or just, you know, like all those things I said. Um, or he's upset because I sinned. And, you know, we're all going to fail in life. And the difference in people is how when you fail, what do you what do you do? Do you run to God and ask for his forgiveness? Do you repent? Um, because he's already sent Christ to pay the price for our sins. And what it means is you and I get to live in his incredible grace and mercy. Now, that's not a license to go sin and to do bad things. But he has given us grace and mercy. And I just want to give you a scripture about how God describes himself. And it's found in Exodus 34 verse 6. And it says, God is describing himself to Moses. And he says, and he passed in front of Moses proclaiming the Lord, the Lord, the compassionate and gracious God, slow to anger, abounding in love and faithfulness. Do you know that God loves you right in the middle of the mess that you're facing right now? And he's going to be faithful to you to walk you through. I've seen God walk me through some really, really rough waters in life. And, um, you know, David in the Bible also talked about who he discovered God to be in Psalm 103 verse 8. And it states, just like the passage in Exodus, the Lord is compassionate and gracious, slow to anger, abounding in love. And that's Psalm 103, verse 8. Check it out in the Bible. Um, look these up. Highlight them in your Bible because you might need them. So, um, unfortunately, when we get fixated on the why, why me, why now, why is this happening? It keeps us stuck in a victim mentality. And, you know, until years ago, I frequently ask why until I learned that the best question to ask was what? God, what do you want to work in me in this situation? What do you want to teach me? And who do you want to be for me? in this situation. There are just going to be things that we're not going to understand here on earth. The big question is what? So I give you that because it was a game changer for me. You know, sometimes in our situation, God teaches, he's teaching me to simply trust him or another lesson in life might be on patience or being kind and compassionate to others. When I really want five minutes in the flesh and want to tell them what I think. And um, that usually never works out good for me. But anyway, every trial I can tell you, every trial I have faced has been an opportunity for growth. And so when we ask what, we win. If you want to win in life, ask the question what. And I can tell you just in my own life adversity, I have experienced God as my comforter when my heart was broken into pieces from numerous losses. Uh, I've experienced God as my peace when life was unraveling. And I've learned I have someone I can run to to get my heart in a place of peace. I've discovered God as my joy when life gets difficult. 
Uh, when friends have abandoned or excluded me, you know, sometimes we're just going to be around people that, that act that way. And we, many times we take that personally when a lot of times it's whatever's going on in their own life. So, you know, whatever, wherever you are right now and wherever you find yourself, um, just know that there's things God wants to partner with you, partner with you in. And he wants to, you to discover what, because that will lead you out of your victim mentality. Um, you know, as we approach Easter and Easter is around the corner and it is the whole basis for the Christian faith, we're about to approach a holiday that is very special um, for Christians because Christ died for us. And I was thinking about the, the Easter story and how Jesus um, even asked the why question. So don't beat yourself up as that if that's what you've been doing, um, just realize it and turn and have another thought and ask a different question. But Jesus was hanging on the cross, taking all the shame and blame for you and me. And in the midst of his pain and his disillusionment, you know, he cried out and said, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Jesus felt forsaken. He felt abandoned. He was hanging on the cross but the biz bigger picture was three days later he arose from the grave and that sacrifice that he made for you and me is so that we can live life and life abundantly oh my friends don't forget your sins are paid for God is not mad at you and Jesus came so that you can have a wonderful life here on earth and you always have somebody's hand to hold in the midst of whatever you're going through so whatever it is ask God what not why ask him what and know that God is gracious compassionate he feels for you and for me when we're when we're in pain and he's abounding in love and he's gracious and slow to anger. And, you know, I know for me, that's how I want to be. Um, because he lives in my heart. I'm not always that way, but that's how I want to live my life. Compassionate, gracious, slow to anger, abounding in love. And, you know, many times in life, and I talk all day long to God. I really do. Throughout my day, I might be... You know, walking into the grocery store, walking into the office, walking to the bathroom. And I just give those things to the Lord that concern me or that I, I um, you know, am disappointed in or whatever. And so I, I give that to you too. But realize as we approach Easter, this fabulous holiday for Christians, our sins are paid for. We have somebody that's always with us. He's not mad at us. And Jesus came so you and I could have a wonderful life. Let's pray. If you have never asked Christ into your life, I want to give you an opportunity right now. And just repeat after me this simple prayer. Say, God, I come to you and I realize I need a Savior. 
I've messed up in life and I've sinned. And I thank you that you've paid the price for my sin. And I ask you to forgive me and come and be Lord of my life. Teach me how to walk with you. In Jesus' name, amen. And so, Father, I just bless each listener right now. I bless them to grow in you and to ask you the what question. What you want to work in us and out of us in the midst of our trial, our adversity, our disillusionment. Father, thank you that you are gracious and kind and compassionate and you understand when we're frustrated and when our hearts are broken. But you've also made the provision. And so I pray for each listener to take your hand and let you escort them through whatever devastation they're walking through. Pour out your spirit upon us as the body of Christ. Raise us up, Lord, to follow you, to walk with you, and to give the hope and joy and peace that you give us away to those we meet. In Jesus' name, amen. Hey, friends, thanks so much for joining me today. Don't forget to check out my website. I've got some events coming up soon, and I'm super excited about that. Um, Also, if you want to help contribute to um, this ministry, there should be a a little dollar sign or a a little sign up there that will allow you to do that. And um, just have a blessed day. Thank you so much.